Hey, what's up guys? It's Nikki and you are listening to Evolution by Nikki, the podcast. Today is episode 12, A New Beginning. So in episode 11, I went through my real high school experience, the experience that wasn't on social media, wasn't talked about. And I led up to meeting my husband, my now husband, Justin, in November of 2008. Now listen, if I didn't experience this story firsthand, if this wasn't my life, I would not believe it. So if you wind up sitting here after hearing this story thinking, no fucking way, I totally get it. Let me backtrack for a quick second. So in episode 11, I had told you that my ex cheated on me on my birthday, which is September 10th, 2008. Um, sometime after that, I tested positive for an STD. I confronted him. He flipped it on me and I stayed. But what happens next is nothing short of serendipitous. So after I had decided to get sober, essentially, um, I encouraged him to do the same. But he was doing it behind my back constantly. Sometime in the summer of 2008, I encouraged him to apply for the Iron Workers Union. I basically set the whole thing up. I filled out the application, wrote any written responses that were needed, coordinated dates, whatever, whatever. He was finally accepted into the Iron Workers Union sometime in October. The thing is that during your apprenticeship, you can't take off. If you do, you forfeit your spot. This presented a problem for us because we had literally just paid for our first family vacation with my dad's family the second week of November. Therefore, he couldn't come. And despite all he had done to me, I was still devastated when I found out that he couldn't come. Luckily, my cousin wound up buying the ticket from him and went in his place. We went on a cruise and day one, I was absolutely miserable, like crying alone in the room. There's obviously no cell phone service. You're in the middle of the ocean. You have to pay for, you know, computer usage, Wi-Fi, whatever. Um, I wasn't paying for that. My dad wasn't paying for that. My dad didn't like him to begin with, so he didn't give two shits that he wasn't there. It was better off that way, in his opinion. Um... I thought the rest of the vacation was going to be god-awful, but I was wrong. On day two, I met a group of about five Marines. Yep, five. They were on post-deployment leave from Afghanistan. They had been um, in Kandahar province from January 08 until October 08. 
So they spent 10 months in country. They had just gotten back and this was the first thing that they did. So you could imagine how they were feeling and how excited they were and they just wanted to have a good time. And they were all very attractive. So I introduced myself to them at the bar that was on uh, in the club on board. And one of them bought me a drink and we were pretty much inseparable for the rest of the time. We went to the pool at the same time, uh, went to shows at the same time, dinner at, th at the same time. Um, it was great because I did not pay for a single drink the entire time I was on board. It was like hitting lotto. But the best part, the part that changed the course of the rest of my life was that for once in my life, I felt like I was worthy, like I had value, like I mattered. After being in an abusive relationship for almost four years, I had no idea what love or happiness, um, a happy relationship, a supportive relationship. I didn't know what it was supposed to look like or feel like. And I didn't have the best role models growing up. So there goes that. But these men, for whatever reason, treated me with respect and kindness. I distinctly remember being referred to as beautiful and princess on more than one occasion. But I digress. The funny part is that my husband and I didn't even have a connection at first. We were all hanging out together, but actually one of his friends had gotten my attention. His friend and I got close and when the cruise ended, we went to the airport to fly home and we all requested each other on Facebook. We said our goodbyes and we went to our separate terminals and I actually was terribly sad. And in that very moment, I knew that I was leaving my ex. I spent the entire plane ride writing a breakup letter to him in tears. I got home and I literally couldn't stop bawling. I said to him, please sit down. I need to talk to you. He sat on the bed and looked at me, kind of like with this look in his eyes, like, yeah, now what? Like, what was I going to say to him? It was almost like I was inconveniencing him somehow by making him sit there and listen to me. I read the, I read the letter word for word with tears streaming down my face like salty rivers. I could barely get the words out, but I finished reading it and he just looked at me, didn't apologize, didn't try to convince me to stay. He basically just said, if that's what you want, and it is what I wanted. It was what I had wanted for years. I just didn't have the self-confidence or the balls to stand up for myself and actually create change. Until I met those guys. 
And until I realized that I did have value, just not to him, but I was worthy. The next day while he was at work, I packed up all my shit and had my father come get me and all of my belongings. And I moved in with my dad, my stepmom, my two step-siblings, and my half-sibling. At this time, my friendship with everyone progressed. We were planning to fly, you know, to each other to visit. I was going to go to Lejeune. They were going to come to New York, New Jersey. But as it turns out, the guy that I was interested in initially turned out to be a literal bag of douche. And when I realized um, Justin was the one that comforted me, my husband, and he told me that it's not my fault, that basically he does this to every girl that he talks to. It's nothing new. And somehow hearing that did make me feel better. I don't know why, but it did. But he just kept being there for me. We would Skype and talk on the phone for hours upon hours. Like so long that we would fall asleep and wake up and still be on the phone. We would literally fall asleep to the sound of each other breathing. It was a totally amazing and natural friendship. And the best part about it is that it absolutely had nothing to do with sex. We weren't even interested in each other initially. So we developed this closeness and this bond and this love for each other without ever having even touched one another, which to me is extremely powerful that it has no connection to sex. Around December 2008, January 2009, he decided that he was going to come visit me for Valentine's Day. So we booked a hotel in Hazlitt, booked a flight, and set up dinner reservations. He took me to Danico in Little Italy, and the whole thing was just amazing. Everything was perfect. It was better than anything I could have ever imagined. We talked about everything that night. Our hopes, our dreams, how we felt about marriage, kids, kids' names, our careers. You name it, we talked about it. At the end of the date, he grabs my hands from across the table and said, I need to ask you a question. My eyes widened. He said, would you officially like to be my girlfriend? My whole body melted into a giant puddle. I was shocked and excited and scared all at the same time. And then it hit me. Girl, you are still fucking married. Tune in to episode 13 
to hear what happened the day after he asked me out. Thank you guys so much for continuing to join me on this journey. As always, your kindness, positivity, encouragement, words of support, um, they mean the world to me and it makes it makes doing this worthwhile because I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, it is helping people. So I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can to encourage people to end the stigma.